Thank you for joining us. The Dacus Report is on the air to defend your religious freedom, your parental rights, and other civil liberties. And now, with the latest information, is your host, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, On today's show, uh, we're going to talk about a lot that's going on around across the country in different states, uh, impacting religious freedom, the rights of parents to help talk about these and other matters. Mm -hmm. We have with us here constitutional law attorney uh, Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California Office for Pacific Justice uh, Institute to welcome Michael. Thanks, Brad. Great to be here as always. It's great to have you. And uh, your office is one of I think, 20 offices we now have across yes. the United States in 17 states. Amazing. Miami, Atlanta, mm. Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and many places in between the East and the West. That's right. Yeah, it's it's the Lord is. Uh, saw a need for us and we've all, we're all over the country now we're literally all, all over the country. we're all about responding to the needs and where the needs are that's, that's right. where we go yeah yeah so uh it's it's encouraging and i appreciate the the hard work that you're putting forward uh, i know on many a weekend to do work to help people here in uh in southern california absolutely uh, which is uh, very problematic which includes los angeles yes <laughs> it does so, indeed yeah well michael uh, you know, Los Angeles has been very controversial. It keeps us very busy. But there's another part of the country that keeps PGI busy uh, where we happen to have an office, and that's New York City. That's right. My understanding is that there are seven books that show that uh, New York City is pushing transgenderism, the LGBTQ curriculum, yes. to children mm-hmm. as young as kindergarten? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's also a, a couple of other nonsensical leftist uh, beliefs that are being pushed at this, and uh, they have this uh, series of books. And and um, what are, what are they called? What are the series of books? The, we're it's talking called about? the uh, Mosaic Independent Reading Collection, uh, and it folk that focuses on teaching children as young as first grade and kindergarten about LGBTQ plus. Um, and and other left wing ish, issues, and uh, you know some of the titles are, are are pretty weird. I mean, I just think, what are we doing in schools? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is very disturbing when we see New York City, which has a lot of kids, yes, uh, pushing out not one book, not two, seven separate books, yeah. an entire series of propaganda promoting the radical uh, LGBTQ lifestyles yeah. and with these young, impressionable children. I know one of the title is uh, I'm not a girl. I'm a transgender story. First grade recommendation. Good night. Yeah. First grade. Good night. Yeah. I, that's uh, I mean, how a parent, how a, an individual parent uh, could choose to put their child in that kind of a school district. You know, and continue living in in a in the cesspool of New York City, which is loaded with all kinds of, of horrific crime. I know a gentleman uh, reported uh, who works for Golden Sachs was just shot in cold blood on a subway. Sure. Uh, they're trying to uh, track the, the the perpetrator down. They there's not a lot that you know to you know to look at on the, on the pictures. They know he was uh, dark skinned, had a black beard. <clears throat> But uh, that kind of violence and crime is happening all over New York City. Yeah. They have high taxes. And now the school district is blatantly in your face promoting radical LGBTQ 
propaganda all the way down to the kindergarten level. And it's in an orchestrated uh, manner. Mm. What other what other books are they pushing? Yes, uh, Love is Love, which is another first grade recommendation. Obviously, uh, that it doesn't matter who you love and and, and what what you choose. Uh, obviously, we know it's different. God chose man and women to love one another and care for one another, nurture one another. But here, we're telling first graders. It doesn't matter. You could love whoever you want, uh, well, boy and boy, girl and girl. Yeah, and they're they're giving this love, this broad scope. Reality, yes, you can love whoever you want. That's right. But it's not loving to engage in a sexual act with someone That's right. that is against the laws of nature and nature's God that the Lord is not pleased with, that he will not bless. Yes. And there's ramifications mm -hmm. for sin. There is. And, uh, and so that's not a part of the messaging. It's all part of the deception. When they say love is love, it's, it's, uh, you know, they, what they're really including is love uh, is love and lust yes. for whomever mm -hmm. you wish. And that's not from a Christian biblical worldview. It's not moral and it's, and it's uh, hedonistic. And it's a very destructive lifestyle. Very, there's very a, destructive. That's, there's the no studies, debate about it. And the studies show that over and over mm -hmm. again. Uh, and yet they push this on first graders. Yes. Uh, yes. Another title I understand is when Aiden became a, a brother, second grade. Yeah, this is a story of a Aiden who was formerly a girl, now a boy. So she's now the brother. Uh, she's now a brother, not a girl. Yeah, and it, and just even the words you just used, like yes. a girl who's now a boy. Exactly, that's right. I mean, I'm yeah. going just a little correction because that's what. Yeah. They're saying like they're saying you can change <clears throat> your gender. Yeah. In reality, you re we really can't. Nobody changes. Gender. I mean, but that's their that's their jargon. Yes, I mean, that's what that's they're right. saying. So you're, you're simplifying, I understand. I was actually just what, going what the, from what they were what saying. What they saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so that's what they're saying. Yeah. But in reality, as Christians, we know it's impossible. That you have to change every single cell in your body, which is unanimously in how in what your gender is. Yeah. It's 100%, billions, trillions of neurons are unanimous, our, our cells in your body are unanimous as to who you are Absolutely. in terms of your gender. And you can change what you wear. You can cut off body parts. That's right. But every cell in your body is still unanimous as to what your gender is, and there's ramifications of that. And um, so that's another example. There's also yeah. Julian is a mermaid. That's kindergarten. Yes. Uh, our skin. Uh, a first uh, conversation about race. Kindergarten. Yes. And this is woke. Yeah. Yeah. This is this radical is woke time. stuff, where it's making some children feel guilty because of their skin color. White people. Maybe Asians feeling guilty because of their skin color and making others have a, a, a symptom a symptom of, of being oppressed, yes. of victimization, of not trusting other people. That's a, a huge handicap for these children Absolutely. who have every opportunity to develop in a, in a non-racial, racist society. And you're giving them a racist worldview, African-American children, a worldview. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a crisis. We also have another one called We Are... We are water protectors. Yeah, this is an anti-pipeline, anti-oil uh, uh, book. So here we are. We've got kindergartners talking about whether it's advisable to drill for oil or to transport via pipelines as opposed to ships and uh, rail. <laughs> it, 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 pipelines are much safer, <laughs> much safer, much less likely to have oil spills. That's right. I mean, yeah. so it's LGBTQ. Um, it's it's woke, it's uh, green earth, 
uh, take no captives, basically. Right. Yeah, it is. That's right. This is disgusting. This um, And this is what's being pushed by New York City. I encourage people out there, if you know people living in New York, pass this information on to them. Yes. Let them know. In fact, if you know people living in, um, in, in having children in public schools, pass this information on to them. Let them yeah, know. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, on another note, we have State Farm... Coming yes. out, State Farm Insurance Company. They insure probably millions of Americans. That's right. What are they doing, reportedly, with their profits? Yeah, they they want to make it their mission to hand out books that are friendly to LGBTQ, uh, you know, kids, basically. children. That's right. So State Farm has now mm. taken it upon themselves, based on the news that just came out, yeah, that they are now going to promo and push out LGBTQ. That's right. To children, using the money that they make for people that have them for their uh, insurance, for auto insurance, home insurance, life insurance, yes, whatever the insurance. Absolutely, and and you know the thing is, is that you know this is another corporation that feels as if it's their responsibility to push an agenda that is counter to most people's um, uh, beliefs and worldviews. Uh, most people don't believe that this is a good idea to, to continue the 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 weighting down of children with confusing notions of sexuality. Yeah, uh, they're what they're betting on is that Christians are complacent. They really aren't res resolved about their faith. They're shallow in their faith. Maybe State Farm is right. Yeah, maybe, maybe Christianity and Christians throughout America. Maybe there's not even a hundred thousand that will switch their policies, thinking maybe. well. It's just too much inconvenience. That's right. Too much inconvenience to stop your money flowing into to funneling to the spiritual death of yeah. of children. Yeah. So I, yeah. I want to encourage, I want to exhort people out there right now. If find out what insurance companies you have. Uh, and if one of them is State Farm, switch to someone else. Uh, if you need someone to talk to, if you're in California, I know I know several. Uh, people, agents you can contact, uh, feel free mm -hmm. to uh, contact us at Pacific Justice Institute and I can forward you their their names. But do your homework. Uh, yeah. Look into alternative insurance programs uh, other than State Farm. State Farm is now in the evil category. What they're doing is evil. That's right. It's, it's promoting the spiritual genocide of children. And I know Jesus right now, uh, you know, he said, that it's better for a man to have a, a millstone tied around his neck and thrown into the sea than it caused one of these little ones to stumble. Absolutely. And I think his resolve would be no less against State Farm right now as we speak. I agree. And and this is this is on top of the already virulent uh, uh, public school curriculums that basically is a spiritual genocide now uh, teaching children massive confusion and massive falsehoods and um, so here we are. We we're now have corporations willingly joining this. And uh, I, for one, am, I'm getting a little tired of hearing about, uh, you know, these corporations who feel it's their business to tell me how to, uh, you know, how, how children ought to be. And, and uh, I say I'll take God's version before I will state farm. And, and, you're, and, and we're held accountable before That's right. God. That's right. We become participants in their sin when we willfully financially support what they're doing. Now, there may be some businesses out there uh, like uh, Apple 
you know, they're going to be funding, I understand, abortions and flying employees to pro-abortion states. Yeah. Uh, and many people are saying, you know, like our whole system, our whole office system is using yeah. Apple products and it would just be extremely costly. Yes. I, I get some of that. Okay. But, uh, you know, they're weighing the impact versus the impact on their business. But some things like switching uh, insurance companies, that's a no-brainer. In fact, there's a good probability, I, I'm willing to bet, that if they do that, there's a good probability they're going to actually find another insurance company that actually have lower rates. Yeah. People, most people can save money on insurance if they just simply periodically look to changing their companies. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important. But then you have places like Citibank or Citicorp. Yes. Citigroup. Um, you know, people have credit cards with them and, you know, they can go online and they can find an alternative company. Like, yeah. for example, I know Fidelity. Um, Fidelity uh, Investments, you look at their situation, they have 2% cash back, just yeah. like Citigroup. That's right. See, you know, Now, I haven't done my homework to find out if Fidelity Insurance is also funding evil garbage. Yeah. Uh, maybe they should uh, look into a Christian credit union, see what they offer in, way of, uh, in terms of uh, credit, card credit cards and, and how that could be uh, beneficial maybe to, to funding good. Yeah. So just... I think just, we have to be more aware with where our purchasing power lies and what we are supporting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The NSBA, which is the National Guard and Military, uh, no, excuse me, which is the National School Boards Association. Yes, that's right. Uh, they had originally in their draft asked for the National Guard and military to be deployed. Against yeah. who did they want the military and National Guard deployed? And this... Well, many will, many will remember that uh, the NSBA, the School Boards Association, sent a letter to Biden and the Biden's uh, Justice Department saying, hey, we've got domestic terrorists here. The, and, and the issue was, what were, who were these nasty people that were trying to do something uh, so wrong? There were parents trying to say, no, we don't want you to educate our children with garbage. That's all. That's all they were saying. Radical idea, I know. But so that triggered this whole thing with the FBI um, investigating. We've recently heard that the FBI is has, in fact, investigated parents at school board meetings who, from school board meetings because the parents spoke up. That's right. So the FBI is investigating them instead of potential terrorists. Yes. Coming into our country. Right. But. The original way to go, Biden administration. <laughs> Biden, right. wow, you're really in, in tune with that's right. with mainstream America, Absolutely. Mr. Biden. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so before that letter went out, the letter that is now being acted upon, what they wanted really some of the earlier drafts showed that they were asking for the National Guard to be deployed to school board meetings. So I presume we're talking about armed soldiers oh, yeah. uh, sitting at a, a school board meeting. To stop people from the marketplace of ideas involving th their children, <laughs> their children, the safety of their children. Uh, what could go wrong? You know, if the United States government put National Guard outside polling places. Yeah, yeah. The other side, the left Absolutely. would be screaming, you know, yeah. Miss Adams of Georgia would be screaming, oh, racism, yes. you're intimidating. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they'd say. And to some degree, I would see that I if the South, agree. if back in the uh, 
you know, in the, in the 50s, the South put National Guard troops in, in front of polling places. We'd be yelling, wait a minute, what is this? There's yes. no threat of violence here. It's intimidation. That's right. So how in the heck do they think the, the uh, National School Boards Association think that this is not going to be intimidating? That's their whole purpose. That's right. Is to intimidate, have National School have National Guard Guardsmen, Army National, uh, Army National Guard uh, there with guns while parents are supposed to express themselves and, exp and, and uh, be free under the First Amendment to uh, bring their redress to uh, before public officials, before school board members. They're yes. not. Parents are going to be intimidated. They're not even going to show up. That's right. Because, you know, who knows what these National Guardsmen have been uh, programmed or told beforehand to possibly maybe cause them to be a little trigger happy. Right. Absolutely. And this is what the National School Boards Association initially wanted. Well, they just end up with the FBI. Yeah, which is so, bad which enough. Is, which is bad enough because yeah. the FBI has no business being in local school boards. That's the federal government getting in an right. area they have no business. That's up to local police uh, law enforcement to be involved in if there's any kind of meaningful threat. Yes, I agree. And and look, the bottom line is, is these people represented by the National School Boards Association and uh, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice and the Biden administration. These people are so radical. They are so clinging to their power that parents, again, unarmed, vocal parents, there's, there's such a threat that they want to call out the National Guard or even the FBI. It just shows how messed up the system is right now. Yeah, you know, this is another reason, Michael, why people need to be resolute and get behind uh, pro-parent uh, friendly candidates running for school boards. That's right. That's uh, right. I know, like, for example, in Santa Clara County, uh, there's a, a, a slate, if you will, of three candidates running to topple the three existing uh, individuals sitting on the Santa Clara County School Board Association mm. or school boards. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, churches need to be vocal behind the pulpit. They need to express this to their members. Yes. And, and just say, you know, there's a number of people running for school board. And I just encourage you to check out. We know that there's three solid Christian parents, friendly members, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's things that the churches need to do to stand behind these people running for school boards. And then if we take over enough school boards, then either A, they can uh, take back the National School Boards Association. Maybe it will, it'll take several elections. Yeah. Or B... Those who are parent-friendly school boards can form their own association to counter this kind of outright assault Absolutely. on our First Amendment rights and the First Amendment rights of parents wanting to simply stand up for their kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, yeah, and, and, and you know, th this thing has to come under control. And really the only way to take control again is to take back these school districts one by one, as you said. Get people on there that have common sense, family-oriented, values-oriented education in their mind and in their platform. That must happen. Yeah. And uh, it, needs, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. In the meantime, Michael, uh, we are very excited about the church homeschool co-ops. That's right. And I'll sort of explain to the audience now what we're talking about when I say church homeschool co-ops because many people aren't aware of that. 
you know, church homeschool co-ops folks uh, is a, a kind of education where uh, a lot of parents can't feel, they don't feel comfortable homeschooling on their own, right? Uh, they can't afford a private school, or maybe there's a waiting list at their local private school, which is very common now across America, because so many people are leaving the government schools and realize that government schools and this radical curriculum and things, is just simply too dangerous for their children and, and not advantageous in terms of their academic progression. So they're trying to find out, what do we do? They can't afford private schools. They don't want the public schools. They don't feel comfortable homeschooling on their own. Maybe they're a single parent. Maybe they're both, they're both working. Well, this is where, here's the, here's the answer, and that's churches partnering with parents in their community, in their church, to start church homeschool co-ops. We at Pacific Justice have developed four models. You can download from our website at pji.org. You can work with your, school, with your local church, and the parents can work, and we'd be happy to work with them as well. We have an office in Palmdale that works with churches without charge to help them start these church homeschool co-ops. If you're listening to this right now and you are attending a church, don't just brush this aside and say, well, gee, I hope someone moves on that in my church. You've heard this. This could be an answer that could save the salvation of children in your church who are presently still in public schools that wouldn't be if your church stepped up and formed a church homeschool co-op. Um, maybe there's, maybe you're a pastor and you're thinking like, gosh, there's people leaving my church and moving out of state. You want people not to leave your church and, and take their ties with them and move to another state. I'm just sort of dealing with the carnal nature here, uh, <laughs> uh, being pragmatic. Then if that's the case, look into starting church homeschool co-ops. Your church will actually grow and expand. I believe if you start church homeschool co-ops, reaching out to people in that community, they'll start coming to the church for education, for their kids, and then they'll start coming to the church on Sunday mornings. We've seen this happen over and over again. God blesses those churches that exhibit the love of Christ to reach out to others. Yeah, and this is critical. This is just absolutely critical. It's a relatively uh, straightforward way to do this. Churches can do this without a whole bunch of hassle. Parents can get together. This also, Brad, it also helps um, uh, parents who can't, stay home in school, um, you know, do the homeschooling for their own children. They could do other things toward the, the effort, the co-op, and that will help everybody involved here. So if a parent, like, so they both work Monday through Friday, you know, regular eight to eight to five. Yeah. Uh, or nine to five. Yeah. Uh, and they're thinking we can't participate in the, the tutoring of the kids or even just the monitoring of the kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they're not teachers. Maybe they don't feel like they can educate. You know, there are ways that they can participate. For example, like you said, on weekends, they can be uh, coaches on the, the team, the, the, right. the athletic team that's participating among other homeschool co-ops and private Christian schools to compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can take the kids yes. on field trips, like you're, you're pointing out. Yeah. So there, there are a number of things that they can do. They can work to, to tutor children, uh, perhaps on the weekends. Yes. Um, or even after work hours, they can have a, an evening tu- tutorial. Right. So there's uh, there's many ways that they can can get involved to participate. Uh, it's very affordable. Uh, the costs are very minimal. It's something for them That's to right. consider, if especially if public schools, charter schools, homeschools, and independent homeschooling doesn't work. There's actually a backdoor 
Absolutely. That we have researched, we made very clearly available. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm very excited about that moving forward. Um, my understanding is that homeschooling is also booming in America, isn't it, Michael? And it has stayed that way. It began to really boom during the whole COVID ridiculousness. Um, and uh, many parents said, I'm done with the public school saying my kid can't go if he's not vaccinated. Or they have to wear a mask all day long, even outside in some cases. So many stopped uh, doing this and said, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. And we, we understand from recent polling data that it maybe slowed down a little bit, but it's still very robust of parents doing the homeschooling thing. And they gained back control, control they lost uh, because the the woke policies of educational establishment in the United States um, they can get back control and they can teach their children what is true and right and good and lovely and of good. Pacific Justice Institute invites you to join in the fight to protect our religious liberties. Consider volunteering in one of our California offices or become an affiliate attorney. Visit our website to find out more, pji.org. And while you're there, subscribe to our Legal Insider to keep updated on all of our current cases. Pacific Justice Institute. Together, we can make a difference. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. Thank you for listening in today. To find out more about the Pacific Justice Institute or the Dacus Report, call 916-857-6900 or log on to pacificjustice.org.